imposing grandeur, the quality or state of being impressive or awesome. The purpose of studying theology and reading books, it's it's not to gain our own intellect, but rather it is to bring us to Him. Because when you see how glorious and how holy and how majestic our Creator is, the more you worship Him. He is our imposing grandeur. Welcome to our roundtable segment for Imposing Grandeur Radio. These roundtable episodes are episodes in which we take a small break from our current series and exchange our notes for a cup of coffee, even though we drink coffee regardless. Uh casual conversation about things that are worth talking about. These episodes are designed to be a lot more chill, but that doesn't mean things aren't going to get vulnerable, topics won't get deep, and theological discussion won't be brought up. Because knowing us, we will connect a concept to illustrate substitutionary atonement. All jokes, but you know what I mean. So without further ado, today's topic for our roundtable episode is questions from the audience. Well, (laughs) so we actually have been, have had submitted, uh, I think like 13 questions that y'all wanted us to cover on our roundtables. So we're going to try to hit four of those questions, but if we don't get to all of them, we're going to thoroughly cover three and we'll just keep doing roundtables till we get through all of them. So. And they all correlate to high school. Yes. All of these questions correlate to high school. If you are a high schooler or you're about to go into high school, this is for you. Listen up. (laughs) uh that being said our first question is how do you know which friend group is for you does anybody want to kick us off there well i just want to go on the record and say that high school was not my most favorite time of life and i it's honestly it it reminds me of my age every time i feel like every time i look back on how long it's been since i have been in yeah you're so old I literally am Annie. Like, don't even play with me every time. Like, literally this Sunday, I was talking to some people at church, and I was like, I graduated from high school six years ago. Can y'all believe that? I graduated longer than I've been in high school. Like, that blows That's my weird. mind. Avery, you too, because we had we shared. Okay, fun fact: Avery and I had the same graduation party. Isn't that so sweet? We did. It was <laughs> it was a major bash. We didn't go to. Yeah, we didn't we didn't go to the same school, wow. but we, we shared the same graduation um, party. And also, another fun fact, all three of us went to the same prom, even though none of us went to the same school together. Um, we all did. Just, yeah, we just went to Annie's prom because it was so much more cooler than our school's prom. But um, back to the question. Um, <laughs> how do you know which friend group is for you? So I guess prefacing the fact that I didn't really enjoy high school that much um I I really didn't have a friend group but that's not why I didn't enjoy it that much I kind of floated around to different friend groups like I feel like in each class I had different friend groups but also I went to public school and we had seven periods of class and it wasn't like a small private school where you would have the same people in each class and you would just move from one subject to the next I quite literally had seven different classes of people that I would see every single day. And so um, I would really have my own crowd that like the crowd that I would eat lunch with, the crowd that I would sit with in biology class and so on, you know. Um, 
And I recognize some people had friend groups, like the cheerleaders may have all st- like stood together, or the football players, or the band people. You know that stereotypical high school thing that everyone just kind of that's not stereotypical (laughs) i mean it's true (laughs) together the geeks oh annie i didn't say that stop putting words in my mouth i'm just talking about high school like (laughs) cheerleaders and band people and respectable individuals of society i don't know why you're bringing up name calling (laughs) um but anyway uh but so i know some people just kind of gravitate to certain people um I just kind of floated around. I mean, usually the people that I would hang out with, I wouldn't really hang out with outside of school because I just, I found my friend group at church. That's where a lot, I mean, Annie and Avery, we were best friends at church, you know? So um, I, I found that to be my closest friend group because we had the most in common. We had our Christian values that we had in common. And yes, that plays a huge difference on the friendships that you end up making, you know, having that as a foundation. Um, But not only that, they would encourage me in the path of godliness. And likewise, I would be able to hold them to that standard as well. So if I, um, if I was doing something bad, I would have them to correct me. And and likewise, we could sharpen each other, iron sharpening iron. Um, And so that was something that was just automatically, really helpful and beneficial. And I didn't have that from people at high school, Um, but I would still be cordial with people. You know, I would, I would have friends with people, but I wouldn't say that um, I had a specific friend group, I guess, if it, the friend group I had was found at my church. Yeah. It's interesting because the concept of friend group, I feel like is very like, we can almost make it Hollywood because, you know, you see movies and you got your group and like, that's it. I had rupees. A, yes. Um, <laughs> like, because I played volleyball and club volleyball all throughout high school. So whoever my team was, I spent a lot of time with them. But I wouldn't necessarily say they were my friend group. Likewise, the people I went to school with, there was like one or two of them that I hung out with outside of school um, that I was pretty close to. Most of my friends came from church youth group, which going deeper into that like what alexa said is you want your friend group those core people that you're hanging out with all the time to be godly women that love the lord and push you into righteousness if they're not doing that they probably shouldn't be your core friend group Mm. i think it can be hard because i went to really small hybrid christian school so like half the week i was at school half the week i was homeschooled so my class was very small um there was limited girls in the class. Uh, it was mostly guys. And we <laughs> intermingled, I guess, with other grades just because it made more friends, I guess, more friend groups. So um, there wasn't a lot of choices within just because there wasn't a ton of people. But I think bouncing off what Annie said, I think if there's not somebody that is pushing you and sharpening you and encouraging you in your walk with the Lord, whether it's at church or at your school, I think just pray that God would open doors for you to find that friend. And it may take a little bit, you know, you might go through a season of loneliness or a semester or a year where you're like, I don't feel like I have anybody that has the same mindset that I do, or, you know, is looking for a friend like me. But I know that, you know, if God has, um, cares about you, which he does, he's going to bring those people into your life to sharpen you Um, and look for opportunities. Be praying, but also be active. You know, get out of your comfort zone. Go do something that maybe you wouldn't normally do. Like if you maybe don't do a ton of 
um, extracurricular stuff outside of school, um, go maybe start a, you know, go to a sports team or go to a club or something like find opportunities to meet new people. Because if you're just kind of stagnant in it, in your search for a friend and you're kind of just more like pitying yourself, um, and you're not active and trying to get your, put yourself out there and finding friends, then you're not really going to be able to, um, and, you know, who knows, God might pop somebody in your life where you don't expect it, but often you're going to be with your active prayer life. You're going to also have to be searching and seeking out too, as you're trusting the Lord to bring those people into your life. Yep. That was good advice all around. Um, so we're going to hit on our second question, which is, does the way you dress matter? Uh, this is an interesting question because... Yes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of ways Annie, to go with this. I don't this, know. So. Like, if I walked around in a gorilla outfit, like, this gorilla <laughs> mascot suit, I don't think that'd matter that much. Like, no, of course not. Nobody would give me a double think look. the author of this question is asking that way. <laughs> um, right. Modesty. We're talking about modesty. Yeah, let's just – which, um, yeah, let's hear y'all's thoughts. Well, I would say trend-wise, does it matter? No, but modesty-wise, does it matter? Yes. So you don't have to stay with the crowd and dress with all the new things and spend a lot of money on your clothes. But modesty-wise, as a follower of Christ, as a young woman that's trying to honor God with her body, yes, your modesty matters. Um, And I think if you're feeling like you're putting something on that's not honoring to the Lord, or maybe if you walked up to your dad and said like, hey, this one I'm wearing to tur- to school or church. If he, you think your dad would be like, mm, I don't know about that, then you probably should change and wear something else, and uh, try to pick things that you know also reflect you and your personality, of course, but ultimately glorify God in the long run. I guess a follow up to that, like, how do we come about this topic without making it a legalistic issue so like if somebody's listening to this and they're like okay yeah my parents tell me to like patch up the holes in my jeans and put a sweater on over my tank top but like why like why should like what should my motivation to do that like I don't feel personally like I have to but my parents are telling me I have to and like I know that God somewhere in the Bible says that we shouldn't be immodest but like why like what would you guys say to that just out of curiosity this is completely like derailing the outline question but I think it's important you know like because as a high schooler I think that was my question like or like you know that all that stuff going online if uh a girl wears a tube top or like a tank top to school and then she has to put that like really unflattering orange t-shirt over or white t-shirt because she broke the dress code as believers like or people that aren't believers the motivation for them to dress appropriately is to just not get like dress coded but like as a believer what is our motivation for being modest at church in everyday life outside of school Well, ultimately, our motivation is to honor the Lord, but also, you know, everybody's standard of modesty can be a little bit different. You might not agree entirely with your parents, but we're also called to honor our parents and honor our elders. So those roles that are at school, you know, they might seem a little legalistic or extreme, but ultimately you're trying to honor God by honoring those that have put those roles in place. And you might not agree with them, and, you know, they might not be something entirely that, um, if you didn't follow them would be considered immodest, 
But because the God has placed you as a student at that school or has placed you under the headship of your parents, you're called to honor your parents and those people that have put those roles in place as you're honoring and glorifying him. So our motivation ultimately is to glorify the Lord. And um, what else would you add, Annie? Take off the end of that. I mean, there's not really much I can add that's not being completely repetitive. That's really just it. That's it, cut and dry. Honor your parents, obey them. But in your heart, you know that you're trying to honor God. And it's interesting because it's this whole concept of caring more for somebody else Mm -hmm. than yourself. And I'm not even talking just as simple as like, oh, don't call your don't want your brother to lust your brother in Christ to lust after you. That's not even necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, for example, in the Middle East, when I lived there for a few months, we wore long things that covered our went down to our ankles and covered our legs. We wore long sleeves because that's what the culture is. We covered when asked to, which means covered our heads. And I likewise, when Alexa and Avery have been to Columbia, they wear jeans, they wear long pants or stuff that covers their knees because that's the culture. And we do this to not, not because it's legalistic and I have to wear a head covering to honor God. No, I'm doing this to put down barriers for other people. And the way I dress likewise in the United States can either put up a barrier for somebody or be one less hindrance to sharing the gospel with them or having a relationship with them. You just never know. And so if it's as simple as me wearing this tube top is going to cause me to not be able to be friends with this person or have a relationship with that person, then I'm just not going to wear it because that's just not a hill you should be willing to die on. Yeah, that's a good point. And kind of going off of that, I mean, internal inventory check, uh, something worth noting. Um, like, why do you want to wear it? You know, like, I think that's an important question to ask, you know, like if I want to, for instance, okay, here's an example. I went to a Bible college and I loved it. Like as for the academics, had a great time, but there are some things that I just did not agree with. Like, for example, it was, there was mandatory PE class. And I just thought that that was honestly ridiculous. The fact that I was a college student and being mandatory, like having a mandatory PE class. And a part of this PE class is that you had to wear um, shorts and a t-shirt, but your shorts had to be like past your knees. Like, and to me, that's not even shorts at that point. It's like capris or gauchos. But like, I was like, that was something that I remember me being like, what the, like, this is so not necessary. Like, why can't I just wear the shorts that I had packed to come here to New York with, you know, and why do I have to go out and buy on Amazon these, like, jogger things? But, um, but you know, like, that was just something that I was like, you know what, like, I'll just do it. Like, there's not, it's not that big of a deal at the end of the day. It's fine. But, for example, like, if I wanted to wear, like, really short shorts, like, asking myself, why do I want to wear it? You know, like, is it because it flatters me better? versus these potato sack shorts that I'm having to get on Amazon that just makes me look so bad like do I want to like show off my figure or do I want to just like I don't know like ask yourself those questions they're valid questions to ask because at the end of the day if we're here to give God glory and yet we're seeking to bring all this attention to ourselves, that's something that we really need to come to terms with and the same could be said about bathing suits like why can't I wear this suit oh well it's immodest but like 
why can't I, you know, like, well, why do you want to wear it? Instead of asking, why can't I wear it? Ask yourself, why do you want to wear it? And I think it's going to get to a bigger issue than you may realize. It's not just a set of rules, but like personally speaking, you might uncover some pride that's there or um, some, some desire to please man versus pleasing God. And so I think that's, if you're willing to ask yourself that question, it can uncover some pretty, pretty gross, but raw, raw things about yourself that, I mean, I've uncovered about my own self, you know, Um, because we're not serving man. You're not serving yourself. You're serving God. Um, And he, he wants you to be honorable. I mean, you were bought with a price, right? Like, 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 do you not know that your body is not yours for you were bought with a price? So therefore glorify God in your body. You know, like that is a verse and I don't know where it's from at the top of my head. I'm still memorizing the verse itself. Um, pretty sure it's in first Corinthians, but, um, yeah. So just remembering that, like you were not your own, you were bought with a price. Um, so glorify God in your body. Yeah. That's, that was some good advice all around some godly wisdom. Uh, and you're right. Once you start doing that inventory, inward inventory check, it's most likely going to uncover something that's pretty ugly. I mean, I think we've all been there for sure. Um, well, we're moving on to our next question, which this one is interesting. It's, should I get a job in high school? Now, this might be a little hard to touch on, so we're going to keep it pretty broad because your personal situation can differ significantly that um, right influences whether or not yes or no is the answer to your question. But do y'all ladies have any advice for the person that wants to know if they should get a job in high school? Personally, I did not get a job until junior year because, well, freshman and sophomore year, I feel like the transition to high school alone was just for me personally, because I had come from being homeschooled my entire life until that point, which that's a story in and of itself. But um, so I was just getting adjusted to high school, ninth and 10th grade, junior year, but like not even my beginning of junior year. I'm pretty sure it was like later in my junior year. Um, I got a job at a local boutique. And that was really sweet. Um, well, actually my first job was at a frozen yogurt and cupcake store and that was just a hot mess. They ended up going bankrupt. They currently owe me $400, but that's whatever. It's besides <laughs> the point. Um, uh, so I worked at a boutique and that was great. Um, and then I did that senior year and then did that through my gap semester. Um, but I truly do think like Annie was saying, it just depends on like who you are as a person. For me, I struggled like with school, not in a I'm failing every single class type of deal, but like in a I have to study so hard to make decent grades because math, history, science, that stuff does not come easily to me. Um, I'd much rather be prefer like I'd much rather study theology, but even in high school, I wasn't even into theology. Um, but I was just I would have to work really hard to get decent grades. But um, so with that being said, I I couldn't really work a ton. But then again, I know people who worked all the time in high school and got really good grades. And that was just something that they were really good at, you know? Um, So just focus on the time that you have, the time that school will take up and you'll have to dedicate to, and then make time for relationships, um, spending time with your family, um, going to your church's youth group events. I think that's so important because I think that's where a lot of really good core friends will come from and friends that will stick stick with you after high school. I mean, all of us connected in youth group. That's really how we all met. So, and became close. Um, but yeah, I would just say analyze your time right now and then divide it up accordingly. I agree. And I think finding things that 
complement, like Alexa was saying, your schooling lifestyle. There's so many options to having a more lenient job, like nannying or um, I don't know if you're artistic or you want to, you know, sell, you know, a craft here and there, some hobby that you're doing. Um, you can find creative ways to not have to work five days a week and go to school five days a week if that's something that you desire to do. Um, and I was that way. It was hard for me too to in school. I had to really study. And so like my main priority in high school was my schooling. And so I waited until I could drive to do a lot of like babysitting and nannying and things that I could do here and there and kind of create my own schedule as far as like how hard my schooling week was. And for me, waiting until I could drive was so much easier on my mom than having her drop me off at, you know, any job or things that, you know, I was committed to. And so sports in school definitely came first in youth group events and then being able to do kind of creative outlets and um, more lenient jobs on the side was kind of just an extra cherry on top just to save some money. Um, and that was kind of the main thing I did. It was to have some money to be able to do stuff with my friends. Um, that was just something my parents required is that, you know, they didn't pay for me to go and, you know, go to dinner with somebody. I had to use my own funds. And so that was kind of my way of having a little savings account for that and for the future when, once I was off to college. Yeah. And I mean, my situation's different from both of theirs. I went to a hybrid school. Well, it was similar to Avery's. A few days a week, I did volleyball year-round, and I worked at Chick-fil-A also. Um, my motivations for working there, I had a lot of free time during the day, and I could work during the day because I didn't go to school, but twice a week. And um, also, my parents, I had to pay for half my car, and I really wanted a car so I could go do things with friends and Likewise, had to make my own money. So, but I like how you both touched on this. You need to prioritize, obviously, your school. You need to, but at most, you need to prioritize your church and relationships. And if you can't do all of these things, which, you know, relationships can come from a job too. Like, I made a lot of really good friends at Chick fil A when I worked there. But um, if you can't prioritize those, two things first or God relationships in school. And I would say having a job probably isn't the wisest thing for you um, because those are the things that are most important in life. And um, you might have the rest of your life to get a job. So mm, yeah, but Enjoy high school, like to yeah. an extent, like if you're so focused on, I mean, granted, it does depend. Like if you have a lot of things that you need to pay for, yeah, you'll probably have yeah, to exactly. get a job to pay for it. But also, don't be like, oh, like everyone's getting a job at my age, so I have to get a job too. Like if that's your situation and then you get a job and then you become so fixated on your job that you neglect everything else, like you need to take a step back and realize you're still a kid. You know, like, I mean, yeah. I know the world is putting so much pressure on you to figure out like what you're going to do in college, what, what college you're even going to go to, like if you can even go to college because of your SAT and ACT scores, like that time was six years ago. Like it was a long time for me, but I mean, it's not long enough to where I, I don't like, I remember right. the pressure that you as a high schooler are probably feeling. There is this divide between, um, planning for your future while also figuring out the now, you know, like, mm -hmm. and you're a kid, like freshman year, you're 15, sophomore year, you're like, what, 16, 17. And then it's like, 
by 18, you're expected to graduate, go to college, figure out what you're going to do, decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I mean, it's important to take that step back and just breathe and recognize you're still a kid, despite what you think everyone is telling you and what everyone probably is telling you. You got time. Um, So, yeah, just plan that accordingly. But also it might be wise, you know, if you are planning on going to college and you don't want to take out loans, like saving up on the side. But also you don't have to get a job where you work so much, you know, like babysit on the weekends or like Avery was saying, start your own business, whether it's selling art or taking photos. I know Avery all throughout high school was this entrepreneur, like like (laughs) selling paintings. And like, that's where you started your photography business, right? Like just from high school. Accidentally. (laughs) Accidentally. And now like you don't even, like you didn't even graduate from college and yet you have this whole business. So like using the time that you have in high school to create for yourself and explore for yourself various passions and talents that you yourself have and then build off of that, you know, and God uses that. So don't stress. Um, just take a step back, breathe and just observe everything and take it in everything with a grain of salt. That was good encouragement, Alexa. And something that I don't think we mentioned yet was, you know, there's ways that you can work only in the summer. Like Alexa did a lot of lifeguarding in the summertime. I know my sister. Yes, debatably. (laughs) my sister taught a lot of swim lessons and she made a lot of money or not you know a lot for high school and then she was able to just focus on school and track during the rest of the year and she didn't have the pressure of having to find a job too but had good savings so there's options like Alexa said and if you are really confused about what to do you know maybe pray for opportunities talk with your parents or maybe people at church Um, who knows there might be somebody you know older than you there that has ideas or an adult and maybe will have an internship opportunity for you or you know maybe something you love if like hey I want to maybe go to med school um you could totally like have an internship at you know someone's practice and just get to watch and observe like there's so many ways that you can use your high school job to benefit what you want to do in college one day yeah, and just for the record, when Avery said I lifeguarded and I said debatably, I meant because nobody came to the pool. So it's like <laughs> I was essentially getting paid to read and feed the chipmunk that I befriended that lived in the bush next to me. So that's what I meant. I yeah, but anyway. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, we're already pushed in thirty minutes, so I think we're gonna stop here. We did not get to the fourth question, but if I'm gonna be honest, I fully anticipated that. Um, (laughs) but better to shoot high and miss than shoot low. And well, actually, that's not true. But anyways, (laughs) it's better to shoot high people and never mind. Anyway, so, um, well, tune in next week and we're going to or next time we do a roundtable and we're going to continue answering some more questions about uh, high school. And to give you a little teaser, it involves friendships and relationships Ooh. and the future. So Relationships? <laughs> I know. So tune in next time and we, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bye. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye.